and one. There it is. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back for another awesome episode. We have a really cool guest today. We're looking forward to Oh, excuse me, learning more about this guest and escape rooms and polyam and practicing and not practicing. And we're going to have a lot of good times, a lot of fun today. So uh, tune in. Practicing polyamory, real life perspectives from the imperfect people of polyamory. The mission of the Practicing Polyamory podcast is to provide a platform for all of the real-life, flawed humans that practice polyamory so that we might all learn from one another and grow as a community. Enjoy the show. All right, uh, Renata, before we actually jump into everything else, did you tune in yesterday? Did you hear our intro music? No, I did not. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. I want to get the feedback from uh, my bro later on. But uh, you know what? For way better, way better, way better, way better. All right, there we go. We got we got the good feedback. So welcome to the show, everybody. Before we jump in, I just really quickly want to ask anybody who's um, everyone who's this listening or watching, uh, please head over to YouTube and search for Practicing Polyamory Podcast and hit that subscribe button for me. I got to get to 100 subscribers before I can create a custom URL. My goal is to hit that before the end of February. So please help me out with that. Uh, also, you can find us on all social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, at Practicing Polyamory. Would love it if you'd follow us there as well. All right. So Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everybody else who hasn't made up their minds, our guest today is a humor and motivational blogger who has been practicing polyamory her entire dating life. Naturally, as a blogger, she loves to write, she loves Disney and video games too. She also enjoys staying active through her yoga practice, and when the world starts spinning again, you'll be sure to find her solving puzzles to get out of an escape room with her friends. The biggest lesson she's learned through her polyam journey has been overcoming her battle with jealousy, or as she calls it, her next door neighbor. Our guest wants people new to polyam to know that jealousy is a perfectly natural emotion that we don't need to feel bad about or ashamed of, rather to experience it without judgment and process it like any other emotion. I'm so excited to hear what this awesome guest has to say today. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Renata Leo. Oh, I love the clips. Those are so awesome. <laughs> those. Our, our podcast was janky. We definitely, we just made fun of each other for an hour and then like just went away. It that totally awesome. works though. It totally works. Um, yeah. So... We have been doing podcasting, my brother and I, for uh, almost three years now. Uh, this is the newest platform that we've found. It's called StreamYard. It's super awesome. We've got these clips sitting on the side, and we can just kind of click them here and there, get them going. So if we good at something, never do it for free. <laughs> we like to have fun. So, Renata, welcome to the show. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for being the first person to jump up and volunteer to be our first guest. You are awesome, first of all. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I always like I always like talking to new people. So usually I'm the one that's like kind of pushing, like, hey, do you wanna you wanna talk to me? You want <laughs> and so <laughs> when when you uh you reached out to everyone that commented on that post, and I was like, Yeah, that's gonna be great. Yeah. I was really excited to do this show, uh, to talk to people like yourself, uh, other people in, in the polyam community, uh, because we have just so many stories to, sh to share, so many stories to tell. Uh, you started, you mentioned something about your podcast that you were doing a while ago. You're not doing it anymore. So I'm glad that you're here, you know, uh, used to being behind a microphone or on screen or whatever. 
Um, tell me a little bit about yourself. Let's start with, you know, kind of the origin story. Um, first, what does polyamory mean to you? Sure. So actually, one of one of the biggest reasons why I became polyamorous, it, it's one of the main reasons why I didn't like monogamy, like when I started my dating life was I, as someone who didn't start dating until later on in life, um, I found a lot of my friends like falling off, right? Like they're like, oh, well, now I'm in a relationship. And especially when you're a teenager, mm -hmm. right? And that first love infatuation. Oh, yeah. Your, your friends start going by the wayside. And I hated that. I was like, no, these people are important to me. I, I don't want to just become this type of person that just, you know, will ditch my friends at any opportunity. Um, and when one of my friends introduced me to polyamory, I was like, wow, I can, everyone's on an even playing field to me. Like I, I didn't participate in like hierarchical poly. Um, mm -hmm. although I was, I was on the kink scene. So having a Dom kind of, kind of moved him up, but like he, I still considered him like, even with my friends, with my other partners, with myself. Um, and that to me, that is like at the core of what poly is for me is that it doesn't close out any other relationships, be it romantic, friendship, mm -hmm. familial, anything like that. Absolutely. You know, I remember in high school, uh, I had a group of friends. We were really tight. There was about six or seven of us all together, maybe eight, whatever. And I remember there was this one couple that when they got together, like they started ignoring all the rest of us. Like it really was very much about, about them. And, you know, high school is all about drama, right? So I like get everybody into a group and I get them all into the classroom and they're like, look, guys, we got to talk about this. Like you two are together. That's cool. But like, you can't ignore the rest of us, man. That's not fair. <laughs> no, it's, it's really awful the way. And, and the problem is that monogamy culture, literally like it pushes these ideals on us. Like I can tell you right now, when I switched from being polyamorous to monogamous, I went from a culture that really, really forces you to like face your jealousy and work on it to a culture that is like jealousy is fine to be jealous. Jealousy, <laughs> you're supposed you know to be I mean? jealous. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was such a culture shock. Yeah, absolutely. Did you say that you switched from polyamory to monogamy? Mm -hmm. Yeah, my partner and I closed up. Uh, I think it was like three years ago. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's been, it's been three years. You've been, you went back to monogamy again. Um, do you think that that's, well, you know what? One thing about that is you, it's monogamy by choice, right? As opposed yeah. to monogamy by default. Can mm -hmm. you tell me a little bit about that decision? Like how that, how that happened, the, the process of, of making that decision to go back to monogamy? For sure. Yeah. So, so technically it's not back. It was my first time being monogamous ever. It okay. Was, okay. My first experience. Um, so part of it was the first thing was um, we were polysaturated at one. We literally spent every single day together and had no interest really in stopping that. Mm -hmm. um, so it be kind of became, you know, the person you come home to, the person that you see every day. And if we had said, you know, oh, I want to fill my calendar with more people, we probably would have stayed open. But both of us said, you know, we're happy doing things as they are. Um, also, uh, I think we just function better monogamously. My partner, well, my fiance now, my fiance is- <laughs> Congratulations. Monogamous. Thank you. He's he's monogamous, like through and through. He actually was only uh, poly under duress. Unfortunately, it was a very shitty situation <laughs> for him. Um, Dude, I almost had you. So he was, <laughs> he was thrilled. He was so relieved. Like he was like, okay, yeah, sure, monogamy. That's what I'm comfortable with um, right. when I brought it up. Um, and also it, yeah, the feelings were just different. Um, I think 
it was I the way that we felt about each other was very different than I think we had ever felt about, you know, dating multiple people at once. And I was coming out of a bad breakup. And I think subconsciously, I wanted to get away from everything that that bad breakup represented. And one of those things was polyamory. I, I think that definitely played a part for me. That's really cool. I mean, it's, there are a lot of, uh, what do you call them, Cow cowgirls and cowboys out there. Uh, this is a term for anybody listening. Uh, for someone who is monogamous, starts dating a polyamorous person and wants to change them to be monogamous with them. Uh, but that is not the situation that you found yourself in. It was very much a mutual agreement, which is awesome. Like to, to be able to just kind of find that and naturally, you know what? think this is the choice that we were going to make and it's a very conscious decision. Um, what are some lessons from polyamory that you carry over into your monogamous relationship now that really set it apart? Uh, so actually, in all honesty, as someone who only experienced relationships from like a polyscope and only and, you know, I had several relationships that were poly. So I learned how to function there and then I kind of had to relearn how to function monogamously. One of the things that I think fell to the wayside was, first of all, like I said, my jealousy work. I had to actually rewire my brain to figure out how I was supposed to do that now because everyone, not necessarily around me, but, you know, media and things like that, you know, just perpetuate this standard of jealousy. Mm -hmm. um, as well as communication, I, my communication went from, you know, talking about everything to just not being as communicative. And part of it was literally like, it, it, this this might sound silly, but I was so used to talking about talking to partners about other partners and being like, Oh, cause this is my life. I'm telling you what I'm doing in my life. Like not in a comparative way, but in like, you know, yesterday I went to the mall with X, you know, today I did this with Y and he eventually was like, can you stop bringing up X's so much? And I'm like, Oh, I'm like, wow, that's I've, no one has ever, you know, asked of that of me before. Like, okay, I guess I need to not talk about that as much. So hmm. that I think, started the gears turning where I'm like, maybe there are other things I'm not supposed to be talking about. And so I really had to shift perspective. And now actually three years later, <laughs> I'm starting to realize that I have overcorrected extremely. <laughs> and he's like, you never told me that. And I'm like, oh, I was probably supposed to. And I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I took it too far. Every That's time, perfect. That's everything perfect. I do is an overcorrection to the extreme. Um, oh man. Yeah. It, it, so it's, it, it's different spaces to navigate for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, communication is just so vitally important to, to us in polyamorous relationships. You talk about, you know, I'm doing this with X, I'm doing this with Y. Uh, we joke about our shared Google calendars. And if Google was to ever shut down, like, that's it. You're going to have like a polyamory freak out. Everybody's going to be like, oh my God, what am I supposed to do today? So with you, you know, switching and switching gears and, and becoming monogamous, you definitely don't have that to worry about. Um, but you're you're overcorrecting. And now, I mean, what are what are some some I'm not sure. I mean, that's just funny. Like, <laughs> I've actually never had a conversation with somebody who went from polyamory to monogamy. So this is just a super interesting thing. Usually it's the other way around. Do you? Where do I go with this? <laughs> yeah, I know you didn't. I? Wow, amazing. Totally. I On episode it. one, I am awesome. stumped, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I 
guess, you know, tell me about the, the polyam journey that you went on. Tell me a little bit about some of the experiences that you had um, and how some of those lessons learned have helped you in your in your monogamous relationship now. Sure. Uh, so I, back in, like I said, I think it was high school when I started being like, wow, monogamy doesn't seem ideal. Like, I, I don't really like that. Um, but I didn't realize there was an alternative. I think a lot of us didn't, right? We didn't know there was an alternative. Um, mm -hmm. So I guess it was college. I, I met a friend who she was poly. And at first she was talking to me about it. And I'm like, that sounds like too much work. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that was my <laughs> reaction too. <laughs> that was totally my reaction when I first heard about it. Well, Four and, people and, in one relationship? What are you talking about? That's crazy. Well, and it's funny because I would I would talk to my my friends that knew me real well, and I was like, I was like, you know, I I, I don't I would say the phrase I don't like people, which I think a lot of us say, right? I don't I don't mm -hmm. like people. Um, and one of them looked at me and she was like, first of all, you're wrong. Like I've talked to you, you're wrong. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know yourself as well. Um, and I so and actually looking back, I totally see what she was saying because all of my like friendships are people that I've known for 10 years. Like my, my friendships are these like long lasting things. So it wouldn't surprise me that also romantic relationships would follow something like that, where I would want, you know, several long-term, like very, very deep connections. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so that, you know, I, that didn't, after a while, I kind of realized that. So I started dating, you know, after college, um, you know, I started dating at 22, not necessarily by my choice, but that is how it happened. Um, so then, you know, I, various places, Reddit, OkCupid, whatever, um, sure, you know, sure. had a few different relationships, a few different uh, doms. I, I was in the BDSM community. So, you know, several went through several different dominance as well. Um, and then and then wound up here. Um, lessons. Uh, all right. I, I have. I have a question for you. I have I have a question for you. So so now that that you are monogamous, you've gone through uh, these these transitions, these changes in your friendships and relationships with polyamory. We love that openness, right? There's no limit to the closeness and depth that you can have with other with other people, right? I remember, you know, as a kid myself. Um, girlfriends that I had, you know, when I was, when I was younger and monogamous and extremely jealous, like when they had friends that were males, right. Friends that were men, uh, I was like really, really insecure. And it just like, you know, drove me nuts. So, so you going from like, that doesn't make sense to me. I want to keep my, my relationships free and open. How does that translate now to your monogamous relationship? Has it affected your relationships with your friends? So uh, my friends, not at all. In all honesty, um, actually, my friends, not necessarily closer, but we can relate to each other different, definitely on a different level because all my friends are monogamous. So, mm -hmm. you know, we can relate. One, one of my friends who I've made only recently I mean, she and I have in-depth conversations about our relationships all the time that definitely we wouldn't be able to have on the same level um, right. if I was poly because we wouldn't understand each other as well. Um, someone I'm still very close to, but I, it reminds me, I'm reading a book about diet culture and how shitty it is. Um, mm -hmm. And she talks about how she related to people when she was on a diet. It was one thing she could talk about and not that monogamy is as bad as diet culture, <laughs> but like it's one of those things where it's it's a common ground for sure with me and my friends. Um, my one ex that I was, that we were kind of transitioning into friendship uh, by the time I 
became monogamous. Like I'm still very close with him. Mm -hmm. um, and my fiance doesn't care. Like, you know, he's used to being to my ex being around. So he's like, yeah, he's just going to hang out. I get, you know, that's, that's normal. <laughs> right. Um, uh, but yeah, so besides that, you know, nothing really, I mean, on the bright side, I'm never going to have to, well, as of right now, assuming I'm never going to have to have a, you know, converse, awkward conversation with my family where it's like, hey, <laughs> you're bringing four different people home. Together, like, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, that's a conversation you won't have anymore. Does it, does it change the way that you see future friendships and future relationships? Uh, you know, when, when you were practicing polyamory, you always had that option, you know, if you meet someone and you just click, you know, there's, there's a possibility of taking that to whichever level that you want to now. Do you feel that that's just no longer an option? Is that just something that you don't want anymore? Um, like, how do you, how do you feel about that going forward? Oh, see, so here, so here's the thing. And here's, it's something that my fiance and I really not necessarily struggle with, but because he is very, like monogamous minded and very like he he asks me very consistently like about forever and i'm mm -hmm. like look i'm like people change like i can tell you what i want right now and i can tell you that for the foreseeable future i'm not you know i i can tell you i'm not gonna leave but you know we're gonna change we're gonna mm -hmm. be different people in five years ten years twenty years like i i firmly firmly believe that change is the only constant and that we are always evolving so you know, I don't know what's going to happen. If there is someone that comes along like that, in all honesty, in my head, I talk to him. I say, we need to have a discussion about this because I, I'm starting to feel very strong feelings, um, you know, and we see where it goes from there. Maybe it means we break up. Maybe it means we stay together. But I mean, we can't ignore the change. Ignoring change is not going to do anyone any good. Um, and I definitely, I will always believe that, you know, you can't promise you're going to be exactly the same way for the rest of your life. I don't believe that at all. 100% agree with that. And and there, there's the rub, right? There's, so in monogamous culture, it's like we're blocked off from that even being a possibility. You know, there's this meme going around that I've seen right now. It's like, uh, monogamy is so weird because if you click with somebody and things are really great, you can't get with them because somebody else got there first, right? And- yeah. Like that's that's kind of true. Like that's kind of how it works, right? If 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 you have feelings for someone who's monogamous, but they already have a partner, like too bad, so sad, stifle it. That's it. What you're saying, oh, go ahead. Well, what I was gonna say was, but once again, going back, so keep keep that in mind because I don't want to hear it. But part of the thing that I loved about Polly was that my friendships were so high up to me that it almost didn't matter. So to me. If I find someone that's that great, it's going to be just as good for me to have them as a super close friend. And that nice. usually is enough for me. Like I, I'm good with that. I, I definitely have crushes on my friends now, but I'm like, I don't want to mess up. Their <laughs> life. I don't want to mess up my life, but I right. love them. I love them. And I just want to have them as friends. I love that. Getting crushes is one of my favorite things. Yes. By the way, I yes. love having new crushes. And and one of the great things about polyamory, you know, as long as that other person is either single or also polyamorous, I can express it. <laughs> I can tell <laughs> them that I have a crush on them and, you know, see where that takes us. Um, what I was going to say, you know, is, is that you have left that door at least partially open, you know, in, in saying that, you know, hey, forever is a long time, mm -hmm. right? 
you're 27, 28, something yep. like that, right? So, like, I'm going to live to be 102. So if you're going to live as long as me, you I'm know, that, that, that's 74 years that you still got left, right? It, it's fine. But <laughs> I don't like it too much. I, I, I don't know. Life is pretty good. I, I, I dig it. So, you know, we're, we're going to be here for however long that we're going to be here. And you're right. People do change. And so, you know, to, to kind of leave that door open and you, the way that you're approaching, you're like, look, if this ever comes up, this is just a conversation. And that's like the big key. That's the big kicker to not just polyamorous relationships, but all relationships. And this is the, the differentiator for me between monogamous relationships and anybody who's even open to the idea of polyamory is in a monogamous relationship. If you start catching feelings for somebody else, more often than not, you're going to cheat. Mm. Right. Whereas in polyamory, we have this doorway to say, Hey, listen, so there's this person that I met, you know, and here's these feelings. How do you feel about that? Like, you know, in, in what are your thoughts on that? So, I mean, first of all, I, oh God, cheating is such a, uh, as, as a politician, like, right from like my core and my heart, I'm literally like, no, I'm just going to tell you, like, we're going to either, we're going to have a conversation or if I know for a fact that, you know, you're going to have a problem with it and I want to be poly or something, then we'll just break up because it's an incompatibility, right? Like it's not, <laughs> it's not even a question. I, I'm not <laughs> a little cheating. Question mark. <laughs> 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 is he asking if I am? So tell us. Oh, no, no. Tell us what you think. <laughs> no cheating. No cheating. Um, but yeah, no, I um I just don't I guess I just also don't understand the impulse because I don't understand hurting someone you love like that. In mm -hmm. my mind, that's just not an option, right? Like if you really, really need to like get off using somebody else that bad, like you got like a bigger problem than, than just needing to, than just horniness. Like it's just not, it's just not cool. I 100% agree. All right. We are going to get to know you just a little bit better. All right. Okay. I didn't tell you about this. I didn't prep you for this, but yeah. we're going to do a quick lightning round. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right, here we go. All right, you do it. That was cool. All right. That was our cheap little whoop, time for the lightning round. You ready? Yeah. All right. So here's what's going to happen. We're uh, looking above your head in that right-hand corner. There's going to be a 30-second uh, timer, oh, and no. we're going to find out some stuff about you. Okay? You ready to go? Oh, no. Sure. All right. Go ahead and hit that timer when you're ready. Oh, wait. No. Okay. Here we go. Favorite color? Uh, Blue. Popeyes or Church's Chicken? Oh, Popeyes. I don't know what the other one is. Beats, AirPods, or Bose? Bose. Favorite superhero? Girl. I don't know. <laughs> McDonald's or Burger King? McDonald's. Lord of the Ring or Game of Thrones? Neither. Best carnival or fair food? Ooh, funnel cake. Nice. And favorite Star Wars movie? Don't have one of those either. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst. There we go. That was fun. That was fun. No Star Wars? I know I suck. I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't man. Star Wars, not really any superhero situation either. I know. All right. So um, do you consider yourself as being part of the polyam community? Yes. Okay. 
So being part of the polyam community, you see that there's a lot of nerds, right? <laughs> we're, we're geeks and we're nerds and we're like super into D&D and Star Wars and Harry Potter and like all kinds of, you know, amazing things, really. He ain't lying. Yeah, I'm not. There, there's so many things that people are, are into um, and Star Wars is definitely up there. But... That's not you. And you said favorite superhero girl. <laughs> I like that. I girl. Like, I don't like I was not I was not at all prepared for that. <laughs> a, a tan. A tan. <laughs> so what are you a nerd or a geek about? Oh, so okay. So writing. I uh, I do have a blog. I love to write. Um, tell us about your blog. Where sure. where can we find it? Sure. So my blog is buffalosauceeverywhere.com. Um I, uh, my coach has jokingly yelled at me because she's like, how that, ha that doesn't have your name. That doesn't have anything that you're about. And I'm like, no, but my brand is random. And that, and that's so, <laughs> um, nice. and I like Buffalo sauce. Um, so my, uh, my friend has given me the slogan for pure human content, uh, which I think is, is probably pretty accurate. I've probably, to oh, thanks. Perfect. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I talk about uh, the mental health issues I have. Uh, I talk about Disney. I, I did one post on about how curly fries are the best type of French fry. Like it literally is anything and everything that I think of. Um, a lot of a lot of personal development stuff because, you know, I'm 27. I'm, I'm figuring out my way. So, mm -hmm. you know, any thoughts that I have around that? Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun. I think it's a I think it's an OK place to hang out. It's a depressing place sometimes, but it's an OK place. <laughs> It's it, well, how did you call it? Perfectly, perfectly human. Uh, it, my friend said, "Pure human content." Pure human content. Pure yeah. human. So it's purely human. That's what it is. That's and it. you know what? That that's what this podcast is all about as well. Is just us being human. Us being polyamorous. You know, we're practicing polyamory. We're gonna mess up. We're gonna make mistakes. We're not gonna get things right all the time. But we're practicing. We're trying to get better. No. Oh, do not. There is no try. That's it. You might not know him, but his name is Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, you you yeah. don't have a favorite Star Wars. I had to pick on you a little bit. I, I understand, dude. I really feel I when you were going on your little on your little tirade, you're like, yeah, we're all nerds and we like really cool stuff. And I'm like, so your question to me next is how can I live with myself? Is that <laughs> <laughs> you can't handle the truth. <laughs> not at all, not at all. So right writing is is your big that's your big nerd thing. Yep, and then escape rooms like I uh, like I said before, yeah, escape rooms I'm pretty about those too. Tell me about your favorite escape room. Oh, so I will I will not say favorite room, but like I have certain things that I look for like I hate when escape rooms are Have you been to an escape room? I have not. Oh, dude, so you're not going to educate me. Educate me. So, okay. So there are, I'm sure there are plenty of types of rooms, but the two that I found are linear and non-linear. So linear is where you have like, you solve puzzle A and you can't solve puzzle B until you solve puzzle A. And then you can't solve puzzle C until you solve A and then B. I hate that. I don't like that shit. Give me a room with 17 things to do at once. And I'm gonna run around and I'm gonna point at shit and I'm gonna tell other people to do it. And I'm a supervise, and then, and then we'll keep going. I hate it. I hate when it's just like ba 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 ba. I hate linear rooms. Um, 
I hate, we've had rooms where, so usually you have a game master and it's not as fun and kinky as it sounds, but it's still kind of fun. Um, <laughs> where you have a screen and they kind of interact with you through the screen and you can ask for clues and whatever. Um, we've had ones where they just kind of look at you. They don't actually interact with you. I don't like that. I like, I, I'm a, I'm a human interaction person. I like when people interact with me. Um, so that's like a whole thing. Uh, and then just, I mean, how immersive it is. If I could do it in my basement, then I'm not about that. I'm not paying $30 to do it. Why would I do that? Makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. So escape rooms and writing sounds like a lot of fun. It is. Yeah. Renata, is there anything else that you'd like to share with the audience? Uh, any last minute, hey, find me here, social medias, anything like that? Anything else, you, anything else that you would like to promote? No, no, the blog is pretty much it. Um, I mean, my my Twitter and Insta are at Renata Oleo. Um, they're not the most fun places to hang out, but you can find me there. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. Well, thank you again so much for uh, coming on the show. It's really been a lot of fun. Thank you for being the the very first number one, number one in my book. Um, and, and thank you for, you know, bringing a, a new, I don't know, mindset, because like I said, it, it's usually the other way around. People were monogamous and then they go polyam. You went the other direction and totally threw it for a loop, which is the best way to kick this show off. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. Absolutely. All right. Um, I don't think I'm going to do that uh, obscene profit break that we usually do on the other show. So uh, I think I'm just going to call it. Ladies okay. and gentlemen, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We've got a lot more uh, great guests lined up. Cassandra, thank you so much for uh, tuning in again. She says Star Wars, hashtag Star Wars, hashtag Nerd Life, of course. Sorry. <laughs> we forgive you it's okay um but thank you again and uh, everybody else that's listening we got a lot more coming uh this will be the last polyam episode for this week tomorrow and uh what's tomorrow wednesday thursday tomorrow and thursday uh will be insurance shows so uh i guess i'll i'll leave with that if anybody needs insurance if you're in the state of california i can definitely help you out go to www.pipelineinsurance.com i'll leave that one there uh and uh, otherwise you know follow me follow us subscribe please again if you're uh on youtube subscribe i need 100 subscribers before uh the end of february so i can get my custom url otherwise all over social media at Practicing, practicing polyay right there. Um, catch you next time. Have a great Thank you for tuning in to the Practicing Polyamory podcast. Would you or someone in your polycule like to be a guest? Sign up at practicingpolyamory.com and join the conversation. Please support us by subscribing, liking, and following us on social media at Practicing Polya by clicking any of the affiliate links on our website or by subscribing at patreon.com slash practicing polya.